Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the RSM Talk Big podcast for our next episode and part two of our review or insight into the RSM Talk Big Small Business Trends in 2023 report. Sorry, think big. We're Talk Big, but we are... Uh, part of RSM and one of our RSM reports is titled Think Big. Encourage you to go to our website, download it, have a read. It's a free report, Think Big, Small Business Trends in 2023. My name's Andrew. I'm being joined by Young. Hi, everyone. And Chris. G'day, everyone. Your regular hosts of the Talk Big podcast. So, okay, guys, let's get into it. So we uh, covered four trends in our last uh, podcast, and um, now we're going to talk about data insights, cybersecurity, staff shortages, and uh, cash flow options, as well as some uh, virtual CFO insights. Young, let's talk about cybersecurity. I think we, um, so last, last part one, we talked about um, the privacy, data privacy. Um, I, I guess the cybersecurity is a bigger picture of the issues. And one of the things that are, it's constantly coming up is about the dark web, which is like a marketplace for the people that who's got the someone else's data and just trades. So I, I hear the term dark web and I go, oh yeah, what's that? But it's massive, isn't it? It's like a third largest economy in the world. You've got to be kidding. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a dark web. So we access the web through, like we open up and we open our browser and that's the web. And the dark web is stuff that is out there but not accessible through like normal means. Not, not is that mean. right? <laughs> <laughs> so people in the cyber crime, it's like it's their go-to. And um, I've seen a, a snip of it. It's it's like a, a proper marketplace and they people put the price up and um, that people like trade and they rate people, you know, whether they're, you know, a good trader or not and whether it's, a you know, the, the information they're selling is like actually worth it or not. Like an eBay, you know, you get you see the reviews of the suppliers and customer reviews, and it's exactly like that. Wow, so it's run like a real business, but this is uh, criminal kind of enterprises. Uh, I recall when we saw the Optus scandal last year uh, and Medicare scandal, didn't they? If in Medicare, didn't they actually sell some of the data on the dark web? That's right. Yeah, uh, or uh, people can ask for a ransom to get it back. It's just. I think the biggest, and we touched on in the last episode of with that privacy and the penalties that can come with it too. So if we're, one, it's one thing that the data gets out there and people's stuff is leaked, but if you sort of look at the business's side of things as well, the penalties that are there. And then, so cybersecurity to me is about protecting your business and yourself from, well, having to go through that process. Yeah, because it does such a big... Um you know, issues in the market as well as, you know, the, the impact on reputation, your business and the penalty that comes with it. Um, it is something that we, everybody needs to be aware of and it's not something that it's nice to have, it's a must have. No, and that's because if you look at the stats and you'll see this in our um, Think Big report, is that cyber crime is reported every seven minutes. So there is a cyber, cyber crime every seven minutes. That's unbelievable. And six, apparently 60% of small businesses, small to medium enterprises, don't survive the impact of a cyber attack. And the, I think somewhere between $40,000 up to sort of three and a half 
half million is sort of the average, uh, the average, the businesses suffer. Yeah, and, and we talk about, uh, you know, most people and, and myself included until I started looking at this and started getting clients experiencing it, thought this was all about big business. But we, we had a client, a small business, who was uh, doing some construction work. And this is only a very small business. They were getting their office refit and they uh, were emailed an invoice from their builder to, to pay $250,000. And so it was their builder. They paid it and, and there was a new bank account on the invoice. They didn't think anything of it. But somebody had intercepted the invoice that was being emailed to them, put false details on there, and they ended up losing the 250, didn't they, Young? Did they get that back? Well, it was a long journey, but at the end they did get it back. But it is it was quite scary because they're looking at it and it's it's like someone's looking at your email and what you're doing. And it, it happens quite a lot last year for the people who were actually uh, looking to settle for the property they're buying. So that, you know, in those cases you are looking to... It, there's a lot of big deposit transactions happening. And these um, cyber crimes, they're looking, watching you, what you're doing, and then just interfere and then get the wrong bank account. And sometimes you don't get it back. Yeah, but even if you get it back, for a small business to lose a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 out of their cash flow can be terminal. And the stress that you will go through. Yeah, it is. It's very stressful. So I think you were saying, okay, trends for 2023. Uh, I think we're going to see more and more cyber uh, attacks. Um, it's a growing area. Um, as you said, the, the dark web is is massive. So there's obviously a lot of criminal activity out there. So Not uh, only those things, not in business, in your personal level, if you're getting a, a weird text message from ATO, you've got this text step to pay any random text messages or emails, anything like that, just be careful. Wasn't that the theme of the pandemic? I know. <laughs> Every, text messages, parcel being delivered or uh, ATO. So all of a sudden it moved onto your phone. Yes, that's so right. From email to phone. So it's not just for the business. It's actually for everybody involved in, you know, their life, their business, their employees in your daily life. Yeah. So business needs and small business needs to treat this seriously. So you've got to look at your cybersecurity awareness, your plans, your processes. There's uh, also cyber uh, security insurance as well in place. It's a new thing. So if you are really worried about it, I would recommend you to actually have a look at it as well. Yep. So get the expert in to advise you on, on process and policies and protection you can have. And not all of it's expensive. Uh, you know, train, train your staff who are responsible for payments, for example, that if a bank account changes, ring up the person who sent the invoice and say, hey, did you change your bank account? So not all of it is, is sophisticated or expensive, but you do need a plan and you do need to actually do something about it. And I think that's cybersecurity. The Think Big report, a lot of it is about digital and businesses moving into that and, well, accelerating with the digital space, but the cybersecurity is the key for that to be successful. Yeah. Okay. So the next trend, uh, staff shortages. So in 2022, the unemployment rate in Australia dropped to its lowest level in 50 years. And you could certainly, it, it's not hard to pick that there's a trend that there's going to be less staff and it's going to impact on, on small businesses. So small businesses competing with larger businesses um, who are trying to get access to employees. 
Um, hopefully we'll see some immigration. But, yeah, we think that, that a big trend is, is going to be the continuation of that shortage of staff. And I think it's the, the recovery process from post-COVID. So when COVID happened, you know, there's a lot of things impacted the, the, the staff. Um, so, you know, the JobKeeper was kind of helping, but at the same time when the COVID happened and border were closed, a lot of people chose to go back to their own country and they never came back. And now it's things start coming back to normal, but it's like, well, we've gone back and they found their life. They don't want to come back. Um, or there's a changes in their family household as well so that, you know, they, they're taking on more responsibility to look after the kids and then they just don't want to work anymore so as an employer and small business owners there's a less people who's willing to get back into the workforce and which means it makes it more competitive to get the high quality staff into your your company and with the digital transformation people are still the most important part of a business the people you've got working for you you in your own business so if there's less people out there you want the right people in the right positions which can mean that when Unemployment's so low, it will cost the business more because you might have to pay someone a bit more. So when you're talking your small business and your cash flows, that that, that can eat into it. Yeah, it does. And uh, I think we're getting, this has been going on a while now. So while the trend's going to continue, um, I think one of the impacts we're going to see is that the customer is aware of this trend now. So if you think about uh, you know, three, four years ago, going out to a really quite a good quality restaurant and using your phone to order by yourself at the table, yeah, you would think, oh, I'm not going to do that. I want table service. I want people to, to wait on me. But the customer now is quite accepting. Yeah. And, you know, we get emails from childcare centres or, you know, other businesses saying we have staff shortage and we can't deliver the quality of service that we use to, or it's going to be a more time taken. Yep. So communicating with your customers is a really good way to cope with it. Um, but also having a look to say, okay, well, what technology can we put in place? So the example of ordering yourself at the table, there's technology reducing the need for staff. Don't need as many people wandering around the restaurant. You've basically... You, you're, you are your own own waiter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also I think from a small business owner's perspective, having the right strategy and, and, and system in place will attract more people willing to work for you. So you making you in a better position in the market that looking for people to work. So having those systems and you know other benefits in place will help you to be in a better position when it comes down to staff shortage. And making sure people are doing the the tasks that that really matter to your business making money. Uh, so if you're taking out those sort of lower value tasks, if they can be automated, done with AI, it means that the people that are there are working in the right areas. And that MJ generation, they're just different. Like you know, they they choose what they want to do rather than bound to be. I have to do it because I have to afford my living. Yep. So that's uh, some of those jobs that are mundane. You just can't get anybody to do them, doesn't matter what you offer to pay. But Chris, you're exactly right. And and that's where we've worked with clients is to go in and, and talk to the talk to the, the, the staff, talk to the um, business owners, have a look at the customers and understand what the real value provided is and starting to streamline businesses. So you're getting a higher efficiency, but you're also reducing waste in in your business. And your your employees are happier. Yeah, everyone's happier. Nobody loved, likes doing mundane jobs. 
So going back to, to our last podcast where we said, you know, use automation, try and get rid of the mundane, try and get better value out of your employees, but also look after the ones that you have. That's it. Because if your competitors aren't looking after them or are doing a better job than you, you might see people starting to walk because people want people to work if they're doing something better than you. The mobility of the workforce, happy to pick up and, and move uh, and go to better conditions. So be the one that offers the best conditions and the good working environment um, and, and also... Job satisfaction. Exactly. Yep, job satisfaction. So cash flow is going to be a big trend as well. So looking at cash flow options is our, our next trend. Uh, in particular, we've just seen the ninth interest rate rise from the Reserve Bank, interest rates are going up, cash is getting tight. So we wanna have a look at some of the ways that, that uh, small business owners can get a little bit of, little best, less worry, sleep a little better, because um, they're not as impacted by cash flow worries. I think this is very important that you actually engage your accountant, actually have a look at this um, closely because last year when we had the COVID, different states, government, they actually provided different incentives to the small businesses. So, you you know, a lot of businesses got a bit of capital injection. Um, there are some other uh, tax incentives like a temporary full expensing, which means that you can still buy equipment or things like that and pay, you know, on a monthly basis, but you can treat So explaining that Fully, so temporary full expensings when you can claim a tax deduction at the time you purchase the correct even the though piece of plant and equipment, not yep. claim it over a number of years. So you may uh, get a tax deduction over ten years. Traditionally, temporary full expensing, you get it all in one year. Yes. So is that the instant asset write-off? Is that what that or is that they very separate? similar to? So so what we're looking at is that traditionally when we said, okay, well cash is going to be short this year, we'll go out and get an, a loan or we'll inject more money into our business. Uh, what we're saying is that there's other things to look at. Uh, we really saw that during the pandemic where businesses experiencing cash flow problems could turn to the government, get government grants, um, maximise the benefits that they got through the tax system, for example, by um, looking at their R&D grants and incentives, so research and development, um, access to various subsidies that increase the efficiency of their cash flow rather than looking for more cash. That's it. And then it, that what it means that you can still get the benefit of having that deduction, but it means that because there will be a less tax for you to pay, which means you, you have more cash that stays in the business, which can be used for the increased prices of the suppliers um, and all the other expenses that, you know, happened because during COVID. And the, I, I don't know, particularly on the R&D side and government grants, is it's, a, it's not a, a simple process. It's not everybody's eligible. So it's where of getting a professional in, in the industry to help look at your business, go down deep into the business and see, okay, what would you be eligible for? Yep, and you're right, Chris. It's about getting that expert in to help you. But it's not just about getting the cash um, to operate your business. What, what it is is looking at your business and saying, if I, could, if I could fund this or if I could get access to more cash, I could improve my business. 
I could improve the way it works. I could develop new products. Um, there are some great grants, uh, not just in R&D, but looking at regional tourism, clean energy solutions. Uh, there are ways to actually improve your, your business, but get help from, from the government to do it. So I guess when it comes down to cash flow, how you actually achieve it is that how do you actually increase the money comes in? Um, yes, you're increasing your sale is one thing, but the other thing is like tapping into those grants and incentives that allow you to have more cash coming through to your business. And secondly, with those, um, you know, kind of more cash flow, you can invest those to improve your operation and the process saving expenses going out, which then guess what? You're going to have more cash in your business. Yep, exactly. So you're going to have a better business that's better funded um, and you're going to do things like like uh, develop regional tourism, like, like clean energy, do research and development. It's a great way to grow your business and looking at an alternate way to, to fund it. And is it only on big projects or so do you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get them or? No, so with the R&D incentives, you um, need to be in a company structure to be eligible, but also you need to have, if you're saying that you you have at least a minimum $20,000 of expenditure that's spent for the research and development, you're eligible for it. So if you're in a position, your company is in a position that it's, it's a tax payable, it's going to reduce your tax amount. But then if it's in a loss position, you're actually getting that as a cash refund. Yeah, and, and it can be quite small business that can access. So this is not just for the big end of A town. lot of startups, if, you, if they do have the proof of concept and that's what they're doing, you just need to have a chat with the R&D experts, make sure that you're eligible to receive those incentives and because um, there's a bit of process involved, you need to get the application in and it's a, it's a claim that is a part of your tax return. So it is important that you get an advice and then get it right so that you can maximise your your benefit. Excellent. So the last trend we're going to have a little bit of a look at is virtual CFO. It's a, it's an unusual term, but virtual CFO is what we're really looking at is saying that as a business, um, we don't need to go and employ someone. We can actually go and buy this service of a CFO externally, but uh, for a, generally for a lower cost and a better output than if we are hiring someone ourselves. And it's only possible because of the other trends that we mentioned in the um, this episode and the one other episode is that digitization of the business process and um, how people interact and having that enabling that access to the real time data makes the virtual CF role um, to do what they can do with the data that they're getting because you're not gonna you're not waiting on someone else to print out an Excel spreadsheet to give it to you to do the analysis. You actually have have the, the real-time access to the system, you know what they're doing. And because another advantage would be that having someone outside of the organisation actually gives you that different input because you're not in the business day-to-day. You're 100% right. So as the technology gets more sophisticated, what businesses are no longer doing is paying to have data prepared. So they prepare high-quality data themselves, but they're paying to have it interpreted I really look at this along the lines of as technology gets more sophisticated, 
uh, it gets less accessible. The, what what makes it up gets less accessible, and it's only the outputs. The the best way I've thought uh, of this is. Um, if I think of the car that I bought when I was at university 30 years ago, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, uh, 1975 Valiant VJ Ranger, lime in colour. Uh, still dreaming about it. Still dreaming. <laughs> it was a wonderful car. But I could fix everything on that car. I could service it. I could do the timing, the brakes. There wasn't much that went wrong on that car that I couldn't fix. If I went and looked at a modern car, I wouldn't even know where to start. So so as cars have gotten more sophisticated, we've really said, well, we need to get the experts. I'll pay a mechanic to fix it for me because all I want is a car to run. And we're seeing the same trend in business where I'll pay the expert to come in and tell me what I need to know and I'll prepare the data and, and uh, develop it myself. But when it comes to the expertise, I'll bring that in from the And outside. more importantly, I think this will give you that life, work-life balance that you want. You rather spend that time um, for actually developing your business and then free up your time and less stressed because you can do that when you free up that time and have energy to develop your business, you can afford to have another virtual CFO. So in the past, I think a lot of people say, well, we, we're not a big enough business to afford another virtual CFO. Think again, because the, the money that you save and the energy, the mental energy and the stress that you, you save is far less than the benefit that you're going to get from having a virtual CFO. The amount of business owners that work in the business during the day and then go home and have to do the numbers and the books and everything. If you've got the dud, if you've got the digital data there, it's the old, as we talked about, with the data insights and having the single source of truth and everything feeding in, it'll just give you that freedom, as you said, Young. Yeah, exactly right. And it's about why. Why do I spend hours doing book work? It's so I can get the results at the end of it. So we shortcut to the why and we get things like three-way models and uh, you know, forecasts and budgets that help us actually operate our business a bit better. So the democratisation of advice. Things like Xero, uh, if you look at something like Xero, it, it, it really brings what big business had 10, 20 years ago down to the small business for a cost, a fraction of the cost, small monthly fee, and you're getting an automated accounting system that gives you real advice. Uh, and then if you add a virtual CFO service on the top of that, you're actually maximising what you're getting out of the data that you produce. And I think we talked about all these different trends that a trends in that we're expecting in to see in 2023. They are not silos. If you're looking at it, they are interrelated. So um, have a look through, read the, the report. If you do have any questions, get in touch with us so we, we can guide you through to the right direction. Stay ahead of the game in 2023 for small business owners. Well, guys, we've reached the end of uh, this episode. Thank you very much, Young and Chris. Uh, and from the team at RSM and our Talk Big podcast, thank you very much for listening. We encourage you to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. And if you get the opportunity, refer a friend to our podcast. It'd be great to have more listeners. Uh, my name's Andrew, and from the team, thank you very much.